What's up, guys? I'm Chino. Throughout my journey, I have learned to take each moment, job, relationship, and opportunity as a gift. Each week, I will be sharing my personal experiences, fresh insight from my guests, and discussing topics that help listeners best relate to the journey. I'm deeply passionate about sharing what I've learned in my life to help inspire, motivate, and show that we are never alone. With hardships comes healing, and with personality comes hoops. This is Chino's Best. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to Chino's Best. Um, Forgive me for being sick. I have a cough drop in the side of my face right now. Um, I am sitting here with the one, the only, Jessica Rose, who I've mentioned to all of you that the hoops and the baseball cap comes from, and this bitch showed up in it. (laughs) Literally showed up in exactly what I've told you guys I wear it only because of so hey pal hey this is my big sister everybody which I know you've heard on other episodes but um how are you I'm good what I make you do before we got in here oh take two awful shots (laughs) and I almost died shout out to Hayden and brothers because they weren't that bad though it was applesauce shots which if you guys have never had one fucking get one because they're so good her face is the opposite (laughs) yeah i disagree but she doesn't normally do shots so but i had to christen that uh if you're ever a guest on the show i always bring people in to do a shot first because brothers and broderpool is right across the street from the studio um speaking of that just want to shout out to any fitness magazine and say thank you for the studio appreciate you and super thankful for the space so that being said we are going to discuss today about being the black sheep um it's very bizarre because we're both the black sheeps in our family tree but we're super close uh and we're sisters so it's like how can you have two black sheeps but it'll all make sense once we dive into it um but tell everyone about yourself who are you well um let's see here in both of my family trees, I'm actually the oldest sister, which is weird. Oh, that is weird. I didn't it realize is. that. Yeah. So I, I thought like your mom's, I thought like Aaron and Bobby and them were older. Yeah, but they're like step. So technically oh, in like the biological <clears throat> family tree, I'm still the oldest. So how many total siblings do you have like oh my step and half? To count them up? Yeah. Seriously. Um, <laughs> okay. Let's see here. We've got Kev, Tyler, Allie, Shannon, Alex, you, Tony seven seven okay now count step Bobby into that and aaron that's nine you have nine siblings i have nine siblings technically if you really want to get down to the nitty-gritty <laughs> that's wild that's nine that's nine yeah so i got a lot of siblings i'm the favorite though motherfuckers yeah just so, so we're all clear well, you're the favorite right now because i'm with you no I'm just <laughs> oh no. there's the no i would right say now. you're you're the probably the most relatable yeah. I mean, I text you the most. I call you the most. We talk I'm probably the, the most. closest to you. Yeah, you really are. Maybe not the but. favorite. I'm giving myself that title. Shout <laughs> out Antonia the tree. Oh, yeah. 
Hi, Tony. <laughs> Who was supposed to be here? Her bitch ass canceled today. So we're not even going to talk shit about her, but we'll talk shit about her, but we're not going to talk <laughs> shit about her. Um, <laughs> but no. That's what it's um, like being the big sister. Yeah. So um, nine siblings in siblings. total. Yeah. Um, so for those of you listening, Jess and I are half sisters. So we have the same dad, but different moms. We're sisters, bitch. Yeah, that's what. But yeah. like biologically speaking. Um, because everyone talks about how pretty you are, but how we look nothing, <laughs> nothing alike, alike and how Tony and I look identical. And they're like, wait a fucking second. Doesn't like, make any sense. Yeah. They're like, y'all are sisters. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's my sister, bitch. Yeah. But technically we're half sisters, but we've never treated our parents did a really good job at never treating that as such. And like, we never treated it as such. So no, it was never any difference to no. us. Absolutely not. I don't think ever in our life we looked at each other and we're like, we're half sisters. (laughs) You're half. You don't count. (laughs) Maybe Um, when we had bunk beds and you were like, you are half my fucking sibling. Turn off that TV. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) But no. Um, But I'm going to be 37 this year. And if you say that to me, don't. don't, I'm not ready for that. Um, You don't look 37, though. I I think that's kind of like... (laughs) <laughs> I think that's the basis is you if yeah. you don't look your age then you're fine. Yeah. But I feel like I really do and I've said this before prime life is like 30 to 40. I really fucking think that. I don't feel like I'm going to be 37. Yeah. Like my husband Jake said that to me the other day. He's like you really don't look 37. And no. I'm like yes. No. I've achieved something. Like if I didn't know you and like didn't yeah. have your birthday written on my calendars <laughs> then I would guess that you were like 32. That's awesome. 31 or 32. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I could take. I'll take that. Well, people think I'm 19. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I have one smart ass teenager. Um, I do. Her <laughs> she, assholeness. Yeah, I mean, she's totally full of assholeness. She's 14. Um, she just turned 14, so she's totally full of assholeness. And God, I love she her just to turned death. 14. She just so turned you were 21. 14. Yeah. Oh so no, you- I just yeah. I was 21 or 22. You got married was, at 19. I did. I got married at 19. I've been married 17 years. I love Jake. I, I love do. him so he's much. He's hilarious. He makes me want to choke him most of the time. Yeah. But he's so fucking we funny. We work. Oh, yeah. For, and and that's, for I mean, sure. that's how it goes. I mean, for you to be married for 17 years, you got to work at it. Yeah. And that's just, that's just how it goes. If you're not going to work at it, you're not going to be married for 17 years. It's now, for simple. people listening who are looking to get married soon like they're engaged or like newlyweds like what's your biggest advice for them you better be ready to work at it because yeah. it's not going to come easy yeah i mean if you expect that in 10 years from now you're just going to have an easy breezy marriage you're you're up for something because the marriage is hard work yeah and you're gonna change a lot like yeah, you I'm, have two people changing yeah, at different paces you do that I still have to fit and you have to be prepared for the fact that like you're not going to be the same in 17 years. He's mm-hmm. not going to be the same in 17 years. So you better be ready for a different person. Mm-hmm. And you better be okay with that. But be ready to grow together. Yeah. Which we have. We've totally grown and changed together in 17 years. I mean, I still laugh my ass off with him. Like, we still laugh together and all that stuff. But it's, I mean, it's cool. I mean, it's. A, I literally can't picture you without him. <laughs> like, but that's also how I feel about Tony and Eric. Like, yeah. once I see you guys all, like kind of mesh and like Mm -hmm. and i'm around you guys in private i'm like what the fuck like i can't imagine your person without them yeah it's wild yeah so a 14 year old yeah she's 14 that's so weird oh my gosh it's so weird oh it's like the exorcist 
I'm serious. <laughs> like sometimes I absolutely love her and then sometimes I'm literally waiting for her head to spin around on her neck. Oh my gosh. How so? Is she just like super witty? Like, cause oh. you and Jake are super witty. Like you're she's, very quick minded. Yeah. She's very quick minded. She's very smart. She's very funny, but she's super moody. Oh my gosh. Oh, the hormones yeah. that rage through 14 year old girls. I thought I was prepared for not even close. No, no, there's not like, I like coaching 15 year old girls. Yeah. Some days they're like grit in their face yeah. and they're like, let's go, Chino. And then other days I make them cry. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Like, like that was a short jump. Pretty sure the devil inhabits their body at some point. Oh, probably for sure. Yes. It like starts to make sense now why mom hated me. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, oh, like I coach these girls now and I'm like, oh, that makes fucking sense. And like she'll text me and it'll be a simple just word mom. And I'm like, what do you want? Like, I know. Or she'll come up to me and she'll sit next to me and she'll go, Mom. And I'm like, what do you, you want? You know what, though? I feel like kids have it so much easier now because if I fucking wanted something, I had to come down with a two-minute speech prepared. I had to, like, make sure I had a smile on my face. It was my hair brushed. We were my teeth brushed. Hey, Mom, you look so cute today. And then pitch it. Now kids can hide behind their phone. I'm like, you lucky ass. Yeah, she's got it way easier. Like she said to me today, she's like, you know, like next year I can get my learner permit. And I literally looked at her and went, what? Are you kidding me? Fuck you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> no. Hey, speaking of that, you can just buy my car when I move to yeah. uh, move to yeah. New York. You can like, just have it. Are you kidding me? No, go away from me right now. That's so that. weird, though. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was, I'm not even going to try and do the math, but I'm pretty sure I was a freshman in high school. I was like 15 or 16 when she was born. Yeah. Because there's eight years between us. Yeah. So that would have yeah. been right. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I'm getting old too. See? I'll be 28 this week. Yeah. Woof. Yeah, like she's going to be ready for a part-time job here in the next few years. Maker. Yeah. Are you going to make her? She's already asked me if she can work at my I love office. that. I love that. And I'm like, no. Why won't you let her? I do, do not want oh to Oh my God. I wish you guys would have just seen her face. Like her whole demeanor just changed when I said why. There's no way I want to be her boss. Just make her go be in the file room like you did me. She will not file. She will misfile everything. Take her phone. She will shove stuff into cabinets and probably throw things away. <laughs> I did that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why when you came and asked to work for me the second time, I said no. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, there were times where I was like, I don't know where the fuck this goes. Yeah. So. Uh, it goes into the circular vial in the trash. Yeah. yeah. Or the shredder mm -hmm. just to like, you know, delete yeah. evidence. <laughs> Doing that. So what else, what do you do? We we're talking about the oh, office. What do you there do? Uh, I'm an insurance agent. I run an insurance agency with my stepdad. Okay. Um, been doing it for the last 18 years. Wild. Uh huh. Been doing it forever. Over on the east side. East, east side. side. <laughs> east side. Over on 38th Street. So if y'all are ever looking for insurance, AG Insurance over on East 38th Street. How do you spell it? A G E E. Everybody thinks it's pronounced Aggie, but it's not. It's A-G. You know what, though? You have some of the most loyal fucking people I've ever yeah. seen in my life. I have people that have had insurance with me literally since they got their license before I was ever an insurance agent. Been with us for like 35 years. Literally raise your hand so. if that's applicable to you. Chino raises hand. Yeah. That so. is me. That is what I do. I've been doing it forever, so. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. So if you're ever looking for insurance, look me up. Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing, guys. That's the cool thing is <clears throat> literally my ass is covered because both of my sisters are insurance agents. <laughs> yeah. And if 
and let me just all right i'm just gonna be honest on here and say like i'm the queen of douchebaggery when it comes to owning a driver's license yeah you are i'm the worst you are you suck hard yeah i'm the like i just am really impatient on the road i just like to get where i'm going like speed now get tickets now pay later worry later that's literally my mindset how many times have you texted me like my fucking license at least once every four months yeah that's very true <laughs> like that's not an exaggeration and i drove for a year and a half with an expired plate yeah the text usually starts with i can't fucking believe this <laughs> and i'm like oh my gosh what did it's you do always now? about driving i know it is and if i say i'm annoyed yep that's how the, <clears throat> I'm like, it's about a boy or my little sister yeah that's literally like that's yeah. it like i have two catchphrases i'm annoyed yeah. and i can't fucking believe this yeah that's usually how it goes I'm not even upset about it. At least I own it. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. <laughs> <laughs> so insurance agent, mom, wife. Yeah. What do you do like for fun? I'm always busy. I serve on a school board. I, I sing in a praise band. I'm, I'm always doing something. Yeah, that's I'm, true. I literally am staying busy. My kid plays, you know, club volleyball now. So usually about Holla. four days a week, I'm doing one of those things. Yep. That's ex- my that's fun. literally life. my fun is other commitments. So I feel like you're a big contribution in like my hustle mentality. Like, cause my mom is definitely a hustler. Mm-hmm. Like, we may not get along, but that she bitch hustles. is a hustler. Yeah, uh, you're a hustler. Yeah, I remember there was one point when like, what were you doing? You were running the insurance agency. You were running a newspaper route, mm-hmm. and then there was something else that you were doing too. Or like Jake was doing, like the the two of these people combined are parents, and then also running like two or three jobs per person. Yeah, which is wild. That's literally probably. And then I'll DoorDash in my spare time too for extra, just when I want to do that too. Yeah, I got a kid in private school. That oh. shit ain't cheap. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Why'd you choose to do private school? Because man public school just it's it's just for me she's been in private school since she was in kindergarten and right now she's so used to that that small pond mentality yeah for me to try to put her in a big pond it would be such a big shock to her do you think that's gonna fuck with her when she goes to college i don't know honestly i don't know but that's something that she'll get to decide when she goes to college yeah because she's going to a private high school too yeah so oh that's true yeah so and you went to warren central i went to warren central which is like huge four thousand strong yeah what was your graduating class roughly 800 somewhere yeah because i I went to perry and perry was like 600 something i'm pretty sure yeah somewhere in that ballpark yeah but we both went to huge schools yeah i mean you're talking i mean just that that private school tuition's killer so i gotta hustle i don't have a choice but to hustle yeah that's true that's literally like that's how my brain works like Mm -hmm. people are like aren't you tired and i'm like well yeah duh but i got shit to do yeah like literally don't even understand anything different the way i look at it is when you have no other choice it's just automatic it's like it's like gears i feel like even when even like just so all of you are a fucking witness when i'm on stages and i'm writing books and like i'm literally living like a heightened lifestyle i give myself maybe five years to be living that life i probably will still be bartending because i fucking love it and i'm good at it yeah. like why wouldn't i jump behind a bar where i can make minimum 300 dollars in like five hours mm-hmm. 
Well, just like with what I do. I mean, I've had other opportunities to change the job I do. Yeah. I run a business now. That's what I do. I run a business because I like every aspect of running that business. I feel like there's so much behind it. I do payroll. I do taxes. I do everything from the bottom to the top now. Mm -mm. I mean, I handle all of it. I write the insurance. I do. I mean, everything that operates that business, I do. But I love that. I love being every part of it. Yeah. So that's why I do it. You think you'll open up your own spot one day? I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, at this point, I'm... I am co-running it as a partnership right now. Yeah. From you'd probably be geared just to take it over. That's exactly where I'm at. Yeah. Which that's what we've talked about. So it's like the goal. Yeah. God, because yeah, you've had the same people for like literally almost twenty years. Well, no, one of those people's completely gone. No, I mean like your customers. Yeah. Like oh, you've yeah. had like the same customers for like. Oh, you yeah. alone almost yeah. 20 years yeah i've had the same customer base for 20 years that is wild yeah i can't even understand that i don't i like seeing those same people mm-hmm. over and over which is funny to me because you're kind of hood like you're kind of hood and you have like an attitude and so like i always get shocked when people are like mckenzie you're so nice and i'm like I have two sets of hoops in. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean I'm nice? Are you sure? Uh, it's probably because they also have a little bit of hood. But I feel like you're hood. Like, do you, does that title, like, offend you? No, because I think I have an RBF. <laughs> and I don't have a problem with that. Same. No, because weak people will stay away from it. Yeah. People who are intimidated by RBF stay the fuck away from it and then i don't have to deal with your weakness and i'm okay if you think i'm a little bit hood you can think whatever you want about me i have a college degree yeah, i've worked true. my ass off for it i mean if you if that's what you want oh think yeah about that's me. another thing everybody she literally was like momming when when god kaylee was like what 11 yeah. 11 to 14 was momming running a business running extracurriculars outside of that being kaylee's sports and going to school full-time. and going to school full-time like 18 credit hours so If she can do it, you can do it. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I don't have any problem with what you think about me. Yeah. But I, I mean, I can handle it. I remember Rachel Hollis said on her podcast, which I thought was really interesting. She's like, it is not my responsibility or my burden to worry about what you think about me. Like, that's your business. That's not even my, like, that's not my business. How you feel about me. It's not my business. Joe Rogan said that on his podcast too. And I I totally think that to be totally true. Yeah, which is weird because it's like I feel like I get caught up in like trying to like when people are rude to me or people like I've had friends recently who just literally decided like not to ever talk to me again and like just not text me back. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened. Not like there has been no fight, no debacle, nothing. They just literally stopped responding and the friendship ended. And so me, I'm like, well, what the fuck? Like, because I always need an answer. Like, I always need that black and white answer like i would rather someone be like i just don't fuck with you anymore than to just ignore me right but then i listen to like rachel and joe rogan and be like oh it's not my business how someone else views me and it's true but i don't abide by it all the time see the opinions of others are no concern to me really when did that switch over to you it's it's an age thing it's the older i got now when Uh, i was your age when i was younger it really bothered me like it would totally chat my ass yeah but that's how for example you and i were talking about friends that i hung out with not too long ago Uh and we stopped hanging out with those friends Mm -hmm. and you're like really you stopped hanging out with them and 
we just stopped hanging out with them. No reason. No reason at all. They just stopped hanging out with us. And I mean, I have my, my, yeah, I kind of understand or think I know why, Mm -hmm. but their opinions are of no concern to me. Like, if you don't want to fuck with me anymore, that's totally fine. I really don't care why. <laughs> Do you guys hear where I come from? <laughs> Do you hear where my attitude comes from like, right there? I'm totally okay with that. I think I'm, like, I'm okay with the grand scheme of it, of being like, you don't fuck with me, that's fine. Like, I have people who fuck with me, and I fuck with me, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. But I also like knowing the why. That's just my personality. Mm-hmm. Like, I just like, I like having a reason. Like, when friendships end, relationships end, if I'm in a fight with someone, if I'm getting fired from something, just tell me why, even right. if it's not the best thing. Like, you could literally tell me, like, you're a fucking bitch. I think you're dramatic. And I'd be like, all right, cool. That's all I needed. Like, I just want to know. But you've been that way even in your personal relationships, like in yeah. your dating relationships, too. Yeah. You've always needed to know that. Yeah, just tell you've me needed, why. It's almost like a validation thing for you. Yeah, and it's like, it's fine if you don't want to date me ever again. That's fine. Don't even talk to me, look at me, breathe my airspace, nothing. Don't need it ever again. But just tell me why. <laughs> because that, I guess to me, like, that's my version of closure. Like, if you just tell me why you don't fuck with me, I'll never talk to you again. I will never bother you again. I will not try and convince you. Nothing. But I will probably try and convince you until you tell me why. (laughs) Right. Whereas me, where I'm like sticking up the double middle fingers and I'm just like, I'll see you later. Have a nice universe. Bye. Yeah. But I think that's how Tony is too. You and Tony are super similar with that. Yeah. I think that also for me, that was kind of a personal growth journey, faith type of thing for me too. Okay. That that kind of came from a personal kind of faith journey for me. Is it was a little bit of that. Like faith journey how? Like you just kind of like a were more concrete kind of inner peace kind of finding my faith a little bit too when I went through my faith journey. Okay. I had to be okay with the fact that some people are not going to give me an answer why. And I have to be okay with that. So how do you get okay with it? <laughs> That's what I'm like stuck on. That's the thing. I sometimes you're just not going to get an answer i think that's garbage though and i think it i think that's garbage because i feel like ooh, how do i word this it's going to piss people off regardless like did it ever occur to you that sometimes people just get fucking tired of you yeah but just say that that's what i'm saying like i don't give a fuck if you get tired of me like i'm a lot i'm a very like flamboyant uh, sometimes dramatic like I've grown a lot I used to be way fucking dramatic but you used to be well I mean I'm still dramatic but in a sense of like I'm more of like a powerful dramatic like I'm dramatic in the sense of like fuck you I don't care about you rather than like a oh my god let me tell this story like a Kardashian dramatic you know what I'm saying like there's I feel like there's a difference but it's it's like I it irks me that I feel like I'm a very strong human mm-hmm. And I have no problem going to someone and being like, hey, whatever I've done, I 100% apologize. Could you just tell me what it is? Like, I'm strong enough to do that. So why are you being cowardly hiding behind your phone? Like, if you don't fuck with me, fucking just say why. And if you don't have a reason, still say that. Just be like, hey, I don't know what it is. I just don't vibe with you anymore. But if I were to say to you, I just don't fucking like you anymore, that still wouldn't be good enough for you. You'd be like, 
but why don't you like me anymore that's true i would yeah i would probably need i'd still need a why exactly but i but i also feel like if you're making if someone's making like a concrete like i don't like you anymore something got you to that so just own the fuck up and say what it is you know what i'm saying like like if you're saying like i just don't like you anymore okay then what the fuck was the trigger because there was obviously something and if you don't know like if you truly are like i don't like you anymore i'm not sure what it is if someone were to say that i'd be like "Uh, okay well the problem is you so i'm gonna go (laughs) like that's what i'm saying is like then i would be like okay that's totally a you thing not me but i don't think i don't think people are strong enough to be like i don't like you because i saw some stuff you posted on instagram and i don't agree with it okay cool now i know bye i still would say bye at the end but it's like now i know i don't know i think that's a slippery slope it is because i don't think that anybody's really going to be able to just accept i'm just kind of washing my hands of you and i'm done with you because like I've, I've had friends where i started to be friends with them and then i just really realized you're just not really my cup of tea like but would you say that if someone asked you probably not if i'm being honest yeah i really probably would just be like Mm, let me just back off from you i really just you're not my thing yeah it's so and i have if i'm if i'm being totally honest about it right now i really just kind of ghosted them and just been like "Eh, and see then people listening will have the argument of being like you don't owe anyone any explanation exactly so it's like it's tricky because my my personality is both like Mm -hmm. i definitely appreciate the why because i feel like it helps me understand more of of like how i'm being perceived Mm -hmm. but then that falls into it's not my business how i'm perceived like how your brain works is not my fucking business but then it also leads into like this bad bitch mentality of being like bye like i don't give a fuck so it's like it it all falls hand in hand like needing that validation but like not i don't know humans are fucking weird yeah we are weird yeah we are do you believe we're the only things in the entire galaxy no i love that you just said that because i hope you all heard that she already talked about her faith and she's super close with god like that's the homie and she also believes that there are other things out there in the galaxy so you can do both mental note for all of you out there who like to argue about it you can do both you can do both shout out to jeremy miller and the aliens (laughs) you can do both you can have a very open faith life oh for sure i've talked about that a lot i'm like god's the homie like i sit in my car and talk to him and i'm not like i'm not a bad person i'm a good person but i've had sex before marriage multiple times i cuss clearly i drink like i do fucking shit you're not supposed to do but i still like talk to god every day where do you find me on sunday singing at church (laughs) yeah but it's like i feel like people get it so misconstrued of like you like people don't understand that like you can still go to church and there's like a a comfort and like a closeness it's the same thing okay correct me if i'm wrong i view when i go to see you at church and like Mm -hmm. that comfort i feel is the same way i would feel like going to dad's house like it's a comfort place it feels safe it feels kind but i still can like do whatever the fuck i want during the week like you don't have to choose one or the other you don't have to choose one or the other not not according to the way i have my faith life yeah i go to church on sunday because that's where i find my comfort yeah but i also don't believe that we're the only things out there because i believe that 
I serve a great God who didn't just choose to create us. Yeah. I like that mentality. A lot of people I struggle have, with that. I, I think there's, I don't, I've always said this and I said this to my husband. I don't think that God gave us all the answers. I think that he left a little to himself. Well, that's what creates faith. And that, that is what creates faith. Mm-hmm. And that's the awesome thing about faith. And I don't think that we're going to have all the answers. And I think that's the awesome thing about it. And I think that that leaves a lot of room for debate, which is awesome too. Yeah. Because that's what makes it so fun. And I love that you said debate and not argue. Because I actually, I'm like preview for everyone. I'm working on a project right now where I'm going to have someone who's like hardcore, believe in God, there is no other thing. I'm not having sex before marriage mixed with an atheist mixed with someone who like believes both which would be me where Mm -hmm. like and the contradiction of and this is a whole nother podcast guys but the contradiction of like i believe in like luck and uh not coincidence because i feel like the universe like does everything for you uh but like god and the universe are one but some people would argue that like you can't believe in luck because everything is god there is no luck Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so like just that whole debacle well and i think you have to respect everybody's views you have to have respect for everybody's views doesn't mean you have to change everybody's views but you have to have respect for everybody's views i have a brother who's an atheist period yeah that's the end of that i don't expect to change his views but i expect him to respect mine like i respect his do you ever worry about him because of that sure i would i would be remiss in my own I almost said his name which is why I switched it to him (laughs) I would be remiss in my own views Mm -hmm. if I didn't but that's because I have faith Mm. that makes sense but at the same time it's not my job to go pound it down his throat yeah that's That's, true that's not my job Hmm. Hmm. but it is my job to love him no matter what he views yeah it's my job to Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing my faith any justice whatsoever. Hmm. Interesting. And I, I totally, totally, totally disagree with those people of faith that think that the best way that they can portray their faith is by absolutely shoving it down people's throats so far that they push them away from it. Yeah, like it's factual. Like you believe or you don't buy. Yeah. And that hellfire You follow this or don't buy it. Yeah, that, that's not going to work for yeah. people. And yeah. it never will. And that's just what I believe. I appreciate that. There you go. I agree with that, actually. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people really, really struggle with uh, their faith right now, especially in a a very brilliant society that is so technology advanced yeah. that like and like brain i don't know if brain wave is the right way to say it but like people are 10 times smarter now than we've ever been and like the things we're creating and the things we're discovering and it's like people i feel like people are struggling now more than ever with with their faith because we have so many factual things that people are like science and faith do not mix and I think differently. I'm I like, totally disagree. With I'm that. like, science and faith are literally butt buddies. They can co- <laughs> like, in my opinion, they can yeah. totally coexist. Yeah. And I think it's awesome to see. And on top of that, I think it's awesome to watch it blossom. Yeah. Just to see like how everyone's brain kind of ticks. Yeah. Well, that was a hell of an introduction for 25 minutes, guys. Oh, yeah, that was. So now. All of that being said, now that you have like kind of a background of the way our brains are working on this, the the main topic we're here to discuss for the next 25, 30 minutes is being the black sheep of the family. Um, 
Jesus, I am the black sheep. Like, I don't, there is no other explanation. Like, uh, well, that was uh, a good <laughs> intro because that may be one of the reasons that I'm a black sheep. Oh, yeah. That makes sense, though. Yeah. Huh. Look at that, guys. Solving stuff as we go. Look at that. So, would you, so you would identify as being the black sheep of the family? I don't know. In some ways, yeah. How? I'm different in the fact that I am a loner. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely would say I'm a loner. I I feel like I am too. I'm a loner, but I n- know everyone. Yeah. Which is weird. I think we're similar in that respect. Yeah. Where I'm perfectly fine doing my own thing. And you know that. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're going to have to call me or text me mm-hmm. because I'm going to be off doing my own thing. Yeah. For sure. Well, and that's what's funny to me is like, like even the dynamic between you and Tony, because you guys have damn near 13 years in between you. Yeah. So like the relativity of the closeness of the relationship isn't as prominent as mm. you're in my closeness. Yeah, not at all. Um, but you guys are literally fucking so similar. It's mind boggling. Like both homebodies, both moms, like fucking do whatever you want. You don't apologize for who you are. Like the similarities are damn near parallel on so many levels but you're so you're so different and distant in your personality I mean not in your personalities in your relationship as compared to like I'm literally the middleman of like close with you close with her but then like that's it yeah and just so everyone knows they don't have any qualms there's no issues between them like when they're around each other they're funny as fuck and they're best friends when they're in the same room but as far as like getting together and doing all that stuff like i'm the one that does that those two like i know that if i want to see one of my sisters i've got to go to their house yeah that's pretty i mean that's accurate yeah i don't have any issues with tony it's not like her and i bicker and fight at all never no we just we haven't we're just not as close as you and i yeah um and the same with you and her mm-hmm. it, it's very similar that way yeah and i would definitely that's why it's say, funny to me <laughs> yeah i mean and she's made a lot of the same choices that i made like she mm-hmm. had a kid younger she's in a solid relationship younger like mm-hmm. she settled down younger black sheep <laughs> yeah whereas you Here i am <laughs> no ma'am <laughs> um oh my God. you took a different turn a hard but turn. she's i wouldn't say she's a black sheep no she stayed a lot closer with your mom Mm -hmm. um whereas you didn't no um fuck no me (laughs) i'm more of the black sheep on my mom's side my brother kev he's closer to my mom yeah um and that's because like he has my nieces so he's closer to her me i but my my black sheep i would say is just because i've always wanted an independent it is i've always wanted Mm -hmm. to be more independent Mm -hmm. like it's li- I feel like that's what it is because I was the first one in the entire family to be like, peace the fuck out and go play college sports in a different state. I was yeah. like, bye. See ya. So it's like, I think it's, I think a synonym for being the black sheep would be definitely independence. Yeah. I feel like black sheep gets a really negative connotation to it. But it's not, yeah. I mean like, and that's, that's one thing you mentioned was like when it comes to raising Kaylee, like do you want her to have like the confidence of the title of black sheep, but not feel like a black sheep? Because I definitely feel like 
I'm not a part of the family a lot of the time. Like even when yeah. I see like everyone go to Atlanta, which I'm sure you can similarly relate yeah. to, when I see everyone go to Atlanta and like like even this year and again by the way, we literally have no issues with people in our family. Like, this is not, like, we love our entire family. There are literally, there's no drama in our entire family. Like, no. it's beautiful. No. This is just, this is just, like, how we view it. But, like, even watching, like, Tony and Eric and, like, take the kids, go to Atlanta, and, like, my dad's little brother, Uncle Terry, is, like, been married for, what, 30-something years? A long time. And they're the most amazing humans they've got two kids those kids are dating bringing people like it is so like it's your it's like your textbook family tree it is and it flows and it makes sense and i am not a part of that i'm like hey guys sorry i can't come because i have to work and jessica's like hey guys sorry i can't come my kid has volleyball i have to work we've got to do this and that like the the independence that we have created kind of has separated us from being close to the families yeah and it's different uh, it's different in my perspective because i've always been like on dad's side of the family mm -hmm. because see you and i are related by dad mm -hmm. so you've always been closer to dad's side of the family yeah whereas me i haven't oh okay so it's different for me yeah like I don't feel that closeness on dad's side. Because you grew up with like your mom's side, like mom's your side of the family. Okay. Whereas mm. you had dad's side of the family. And again, like you said, no drama. I just I like Thanksgiving. There's just a disconnect. There's a disconnect. Now on my mom's side of the family, mm -hmm. I am the total black sheep now. They don't speak to me at all. Which is like so my aunts and things like that. They they totally don't speak to me. So I'm totally a black sheep on that side. Yeah. Um, which, which is, is where it takes that negative tone. Which is definitely where it takes that negative tone. I mean, they're a very dramatic side of the family, which I which I have taken a total disconnect. Yeah. So I said, okay, if that's if that's where you want to go, I'm just gonna I gotta cut you off. So does that ever upset you? Like, <clears throat> obviously, like you and Jake her husband are best friends kaylee is kind of like your third wheel best friend mm -hmm. at 14 because she's so smart you guys have always talked to her like an adult like she mm -hmm. just hangs out with you guys yeah but like does it ever bother you that like there's no there's no real connection on either side of your family tree like you literally are just like your household is where you flow right now we've yes but as she's gotten older we have made other i mean we've we've cultivated friendships into into family is not blood yeah <laughs> and we've said that how many times have we said that Our not life. all fan i mean you shout can, out chelsea winbun chelsea yeah. lee winbun family is not blood now it's hanley but that's I my mean, bitch <laughs> you know our next vacation we take is with yeah. a huge group of friends yeah i think that too like if I like get my psychology mindset, since that's what I want to do for a living and all of my research, I think that's why I get so upset and need the why with relationships and with friendships. Because what you guys don't understand is I don't have anything else. Like I don't have a family tree. Like I'm not close with my mom. My dad has passed. Like obviously my big sister and I are close. But like she's doing her own life, being married, being a mom. When I say black sheep, it's truly because I I literally don't 
like I put so much value into my romantic relationships and into my friendships Mm -hmm. because I don't have a family. Yeah. Like I don't feel like I have a family. I really don't. So it's like for all of you out there who are wondering why I blow you up asking you like what's wrong? What did I do? That's why. Because I I need the why and I need the reasoning because I don't I don't I'm alone. Like I don't have a family. Like I don't have a safe zone. <clears throat> like I used to go to dad's house for that to be like my comfort zone. And now I go to his grave. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I don't have anywhere that like people say like, oh, I had a bad day. So I went home. I don't have a home. I go to a graveyard. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, I feel like that's a, a definite negative of being the black sheep because you're like, it, it kind of yeah. trickles into, I don't want to say there have been times and I'll just be blunt with you guys. There have definitely been obsessive times in my relationships and in my friendships. Yeah, 100%. I have acted in an obsessive manner. Right. But I'm not validating it. I'm just saying if I had to really think about it, it's because I don't I don't have anyone else. So like I put a lot, I put everything I have into those things because I don't have anything else. That's why everybody's your new best friend. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I do that. Everybody is your new best friend. <laughs> not that you guys aren't her new best friends, okay? <laughs> but everybody is her new best friend. But that is that but that speaks that speaks to that. It's funny that you say that because literally like Caesar and you and Tony I think Eric has mentioned it before too of being like I'm like oh my best friend so-and-so my best friend so and they're like how the f- how fucking many best friends do you have how many times have I said that I'm like how many damn best friends do you have like is this your 472nd best friend like how many do you have now best friends fit me in different ways though yeah. <clears throat> I'm a chameleon of personalities so I could have a best friend in the bar I could have a best friend in volleyball mm-hmm. I could have a best friend who comes over and drinks hot tea on a Sunday morning. Like I got best friends or different personalities. <laughs> I think that's okay. As long as they're serving some sort of spiritual need to you. Most of them don't. <laughs> okay. Well then somehow we need to clean house a little bit because, Oh, I have been, but that's why I'm like very lonely and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? That's when I'm like, Oh, black sheep. Cool. Well, you know, I mean, sometimes like you said black sheep can have a positive and negative connotation mm-hmm. like on my mom's side i wouldn't say i'm so much the black sheep i'm just more independent yeah i think that's happened as i've gotten older you know and that's like, i feel like you're more in tune with yourself i am because a lot of them are reliable on one another mm-hmm. because if i'm if i'm not mistaken without like getting all into it and like dropping any names it was literally because you had life circumstances to where you couldn't visit at a certain time you couldn't drive to another state and visit and so everyone flipped the fuck out on you yes because they all are codependent on each other yes (laughs) they wanted me to come and take care of someone for weeks on end and i said just quit your job yeah they wanted me to stop working (laughs) and come take care of someone for weeks on end and i was unable to do that so they literally shut me out and that was the end of my family yeah um and that that was that and you know that's the end of that but you know like with my mom she she loves being a mom Mm -hmm. and some of her children are now more dependent on her which one of my brothers is 12 years old yeah so he obviously needs her a lot more Mm -hmm. he he needs her on the daily he's still being raised by her whereas i'm 36 yeah. I don't. Yeah. You know, so it's not necessarily a black sheep. 
whereas it's more a i just don't need you every day yeah now one of my other siblings even at 29 still lives with her yeah another one of my siblings still comes and stays with her every wednesday yeah so they're still in her life constantly whereas i just saw her for the first time in a month yeah well and okay so i feel like we're similar on the whole mom front in the act of like mm, how do i word this like i feel like my mom tried to mom me and it went terribly wrong mm-hmm. and so she has a friendship with tony right and i feel like your mom has a friendship with your siblings and that's why they're so codependent on her my mom grew up with me yeah so in a lot of ways well i say this and my mom says this jokingly but it's always so true i've been the same person i am since i was like 14 years old agreed agreed i it's so true yeah i've been the same spirit same person since i was literally a teenager Mm -hmm. so my mom grew up with me in a lot of ways i raised her yeah um well i think that that probably attests to like mom and tony because when i went off to college they both went through a very very hard life chapter yeah together yeah and so like instantly that was it like yeah so it makes sense like it makes logical sense does it feel the best all the time fuck no but it makes it makes sense to me psychologically right but in that way like it made my mom and my relationship it made me so much more independent and Mm -hmm. my other siblings so much more dependent on her yeah which in a lot of ways I don't know if you want to use the word black sheep, but mm-hmm. it made me just kind of go, okay, this is my life. Mm-hmm. So like when, for example, parenting advice when I had my daughter, you know, I'm I'm like, no, I'm going to do what I want to do with my kid. <laughs> yeah. Like, and now as I'm, as I'm, when she, you know, when she turned six and seven years old, I'm like, you're not going to tell me what the fuck to do. Yeah. Like, no. I'm going to parent my kid the way I want to parent my kid. I'm going to do what I want to do, how I want to do. And I don't make any apologies. Yeah, no. See, I feel like when I have kids, I'm calling you and Tony, <laughs> not my mom. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't call my mom for mom advice. Now, <clears throat> that being said, I would call my mom and be like, how do I set up the doctor's appointments? How do I pay for school books? Like, how do I... Administrative. The administrative side of being a parent and, like, the shit of, like, getting your kid enrolled in school. My mom was on her fucking shit. Yeah. On it. Like, I never went without a school lunch. I literally never had to worry about a school book. I always had doctor's appointments. Like, my shit was set. Like, my mom was my personal assistant. Like, that's how I feel. Like, administrative-wise, personal assistant, set. I would call my mom for that shit. Now, as far as, like, being a mom and, like, nurturing and understanding how to be communicative with my child, I'm calling you and Tony. Literally. Because I, I literally look at Kaylee and I'm like, that's my big sister's best friend who just happens to be my niece. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that's how I view it because she's the perfect combination of you and Jake. And then even with Lincoln, like I watched Tony and Lincoln interact and I'm like, Oh my God, I can't wait because there, it's just an understanding. Like it's almost like you guys telepathically fucking speak to your kids and it's weird. Yeah. I never had that. Yeah. I mean, I kind of, I would say, I would say that I'm like most like dad. You are. But we did not get close until I was like graduating high school. 
Yeah. Because I I instantly, I was like, uh, no, I do my own shit. I don't fucking need you guys. I'm playing college sports and paying all my own bills. You have no say so. Well, and in a lot of ways, dad was a black sheep. Oh, that's true. If you think about that. That's really true because mom definitely wasn't. Mom is like, su- was super close with her family and yeah. siblings. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I mean, if you really think about that, dad was the black sheep as well. How would you define it though? Like how? He didn't go down the traditional route. I mean, if you think about his lifestyle, his lifestyle in general was very, very conducive to being a black sheep. What does conducive mean? It like falls into the pattern of? Yeah. I mean. Guys, I'm learning. Yeah. He, I mean, he didn't have a typical job. He didn't. No. He didn't have typical family life. I mean. No, his family life sucked. sucked. Yeah. He had to raise everyone. Well, I, that depends on who you talk to, but that that right there, uh, that right there would be how one would say he was a black sheep because yeah. it depends on who you talk to. But at the same time, he didn't have the smoothest family life. I mean, and he was kind of an outcast on his own terms. I mean, yeah. I feel like he had dreams and just fucking went for them and had no regard to what anyone thought about it. He was like, I oh, I'm going to be, had, a, I'm going to be a guitar player and yeah. play in a fucking band and live my dreams and be a slut at points in my life. Like I need to do what I want. I think with dad, you know what got in the way? Reality. Uh, oh, I, did you see what I was about to say? <laughs> I don't know, but. I was about to say alcohol. And alcohol, th- that would be a reality, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, reality got in the yeah. way. Life, regular, daily, normal, grind ass life. Yeah. He wasn't ready for that. And I think that's what would have made him a black sheep. Like, he didn't want to go do a nine to five job. No. He didn't want to do the normal shit that soccer moms and dads do. Mm-mm. That, <coughs> you know. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> yeah. Like, he very much was a black sheep in his own right. So, yeah, yeah, it would be very normal that you would connect to dad that way. Yeah. I feel like I'm definitely the the most like dad in the sense of like the night owl mentality, friends with everyone, large network, but close to only a few. Like I know a fuck ton of people, but I only You're fuck with like so a few. much like dad. It's scary. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely bizarre sometimes. Yes, it is. And there's also traits that I'm like, ooh, I need to watch out for yeah, that. Yeah, you do. Because it's so similar. Yeah, you do. <laughs> like saving money and drinking booze. Yeah. Well, and but you know what? At your age right now, it's like, okay, that's that's all right. But in 10 years, what's that going to look like? I'm going to be married and have a husband who supports. Yeah. Or you're going to look like Magda from something about Mary. So you better watch out. I sound like Magda. Yeah, exactly. I'm, it's because I'm sick and I sleep three hours a night. Yeah, or not. <laughs> that's fucking exactly. wild. If you guys have never seen something about Mary... I almost said go rent it. Are there even fucking... No, nobody goes and rents movies anymore. They stream that shit. What the hell? How old are you? I can't fucking breathe. I love family video. Oh my gosh. Does, are they even around? Yeah, there's still one uh, on the east side, like 10th and Linwood, where that Kroger is. There's a family video on that corner still. No way. Yeah, it's the one I used to go to with you. Okay. All right. It's still there. It's kind of a nostalgia it's like I don't need to go to a bookstore and drink coffee and read books, but I still fucking do. 
That one. That's the one my kid used to be really bad in. She used to run up and down the aisles and dump all the videos on the floor. <gasps> she oh was my really God. bad in that place. I remember that place. <laughs> yeah. No family video for me. That's fucking funny, though. Yeah, she was bad as hell in that place. Can anyway. you imagine how how Instagram famous you guys would be if we could record things that Kaylee did then if she was doing them now? Yeah. Fucking wild. Yeah. Or how you would teach Tony how to uh, rubber belly and like hum tony was fat as fuck when she was a kid like when she was first born like we literally called her buddha yeah because she was she just had this huge ass belly she was a chunk monster <laughs> she was so cute she was but yeah jess taught her how to hum like she would literally sit indian style and go hum and pretend that she was buddha <laughs> yeah she would so as far as being strong independent uh one of the negative things i would say i wrote down would be rude like i feel like that sense of independence it like i definitely like my sense of independence i actually got called rude last night because one of my go figure right surprise uh because one of my security staff at the bar offered to walk me to my car and i was like i'm good i don't need it instantly he was like oh all right i was trying to be nice but okay i was like no i mean i just like i'm used to it like i do this every weekend by myself it's 4 a.m i've always been by myself i got pepper spray like if someone's gonna mug me it's gonna happen like whatever like that's life i've had my car stolen like i've had my purse stolen like it's fine you're like but I'm a gangster that's how i feel i need to not you like definitely need to not i need to i do feel like a gangster yeah well often it, i blame you it's the hoops okay fair enough <laughs> you put hoops as the baseline and everyone's like oh that makes sense i literally feel like a gangster too like i literally cussed out the guy in popeye's chicken a couple <gasps> of weeks ago so no you didn't i did sorry this is totally off topic but i did i cussed for him out. what i felt bad afterwards would you for what because he was being a dick okay that's different though like one of the workers yes he was the manager oh and i told him to go fuck himself <laughs> in front of a restaurant of people <laughs> so the only time i've ever done that is at the wendy's in tennessee because my mom ordered you probably will remember this when i say it because i have i never defend my mom like people are rude to my mom and i'm like <laughs> go for it so <laughs> my mom and i don't get along we try we fucking try we're good for like two hours well, at, at a time on the topic of rude because it was yeah rude. Was we, rude. <laughs> we we're good for like two hours and then that's it but someone was being rude to mom in a wendy's and she ordered a, a green tea and then went to go like to that concession area and get it and it wasn't there she didn't realize it was like a specialty one that they had to get for you behind the counter mm -hmm. goes back up and she's like hey it's not over there and the girl goes that's because it's behind the counter buddy buddy when i tell you i was like i don't know who the fuck you think you're talking to but my mom asked you a simple question you don't have to be fucking rude the fuck and then everyone's staring at us and i'm like uh, and mom of course mckenzie it's fine i'll just get something else no you will not you paid for that fucking green tea <laughs> you're gonna drink that green tea right but i don't i mean like i don't know if people are rude to me i'm a reactant based person would you say you're a, re a reactor yeah but you're not like mean up front no i'm really not either like this gangster in popeyes for <laughs> let me no it was simple Please tell me i walked in 
I had, I was door dashing, okay? I was just making some, I was making, listen, I was just making some I can't money. Wait for this. That is it. I walked in and I had my DoorDash bag with me. Kay. And he saw that I was a DoorDasher. That's all. Kay. I was just, you know, making a just little door dashing. That's it. Just he saw I had doors. my bag. So he was pissed because it was a DoorDasher. So he walks from around the counter and he's immediately, as he walks from around, he's like, motherfucker, motherfucking DoorDasher. He says it under his breath. Oh, And he thinks I can't hear him. Moms hear everything. So I walk up and there's a line of people coming around and I walk up and I look at him and I'm like, oh, fuck no. That's fucking okay. Fuck you. And you can fuck off. I was like, you ain't got to give me shit. Fuck you. And I'm fucking out of here. And I was pissed. I was, yeah, I was pissed. It was not good. It was not a good moment for me. So I can't go into Popeye's anymore for a while. So I don't even have anything to say. So like, so what if you're door dashing? And uh, what if someone orders from Popeyes? I Can you decline de- those orders for a little oh, while? Oh, you decline them? Yeah. Is that how that works? Is it like Uber? Yeah. Okay, I've never seen I it. Decline Popeyes I've never for used DoorDash, so I don't know. Recognize me anymore for a while. DoorDash pops up. Uh, decline. So, shout just out send to, Jason in. Shout out to Popeyes on Washington Street. <laughs> I can't go in there. For oh, a while. that's why. Yeah. Fucking I, Washington I Street. Go, I can't go into the Popeyes on Washington Street for a good month or so until he doesn't recognize me. That's true. I cussed his ass out. It was not good. But I mean, I guess it's that right there, like just like knowing people in general, like judging a book by its cover. Like you're a really nice person. I am. And so had he not like seen that and been like, fuck this, fuck DoorDash, blah, blah, blah. If he would have waited until you got there and be like, hey, how are you? Is that, uh, do you know if that order's ready or not? Just let me know. Like you're a very patient and calm person until until (laughs) you poke the bear. (laughs) Like my husband said to me, we were just, this is actually, this is odd because he said to me just the other day, he said, do you think our daughter has any idea who you really are? Oh, hell no, she don't. She's going to find out when she's like caught with her first boy. He and I said, (laughs) I said, you know what's funny? I said, I don't think she does. He said, I'm pretty sure I thought by now that she would have caught you one of these times and she would have really seen who Mm. you were. Mm -mm. And I'm like, I thought she would have, but she hasn't, which I'm, I'm actually really proud of as a mom. Yeah. Because like being a black sheep and, and the rudeness and this and that. Those sometimes aren't qualities that I want, especially her going into her teenage years. Yeah. I don't necessarily want her to know about me. Like, yeah. I'm glad that some of that stuff I've like been you able don't, to shield her from. Yeah, you don't want her to see you get hood. No. And she doesn't. And she has no idea. Like, she has no idea. Sometimes, not, well, no, she has no idea really who I truly am. I can't fucking wait. I can't yeah, wait. It's going to be so scary. The first time that Tony's going to get hood on somebody is when some little girl is trying to date Lincoln. Yeah. I've already, I'm a psychopath and I've already said like, I need resumes. What's your GPA? I need to know that you're going to the doctor and you're on birth control. Like you're not trying to lock in my nephew. No. And same with Kaylee. What? No. It's, I guarantee you, I guarantee you She's going to catch an attitude over some boy y'all don't want her to be with. And she's going to see you get hood. And she's going to be like, oh, shit. Yeah. Because Tony and I are both still scared of you. I can honestly say that. Why? Because I've seen you get fucking hood. Oh. Yeah. 
When? When Kayla was a baby. Oh. When all of us were running around your house when you told us to be quiet. Remember that time with a neighbor? Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I will I never forget that. Day. You went hood. Okay, long story short, guys, because it's so fucking funny and deserves a tidbit. Where we lived was east side indianapolis 16th and rule now let me just also say if you don't fuck with the hood the hood don't fuck with you that's very true i'm so sick of everyone being like oh that's a sketchy area oh that's a sketchy area my friend lauren is actually a teacher i believe she said uh lawrence area Mm -hmm. and people look at her weird for that sometimes and she's like no like i respect my kids they respect me same with the hood you respect the hood the hood respects you fair enough like don't be an idiot and it and they won't fucking bother you that's how it rolls in the hood you mind your own fucking business that is so i was living with my sister at 16th and rule and we shared a driveway and i like i promise you i barely pulled my car into this little driving area spot to run inside and get something it's a concrete pad yeah and i ran inside to get something because i was going to work at howl at the moon and then (laughs) I can't even. This bitch. (laughs) This bitch. This neighbor starts yelling at me. Keep in mind, I'm fresh 21, and I, like, think I've come into my hooddom, but I'm not there yet. (laughs) Like, I just, (laughs) that's when I think I'm a badass, but I have no leg to stand on. I have this lady screaming in my face about, why are you parking your car there? This isn't your property, blah, blah, blah. This bitch spits on me. And in the midst of this happening, Jessica hears the yelling and comes outside to watch this. You can have it from here. Oh, my God. It went <laughs> crazy from there. Crazy. Yeah, she opened your car door mm-hmm. and was like doing something in your car. She was trying to take my keys out of my yeah, car. Yeah, she was trying to take your keys out of your car. Mind you, she wasn't even going anywhere. No. They were just sitting in their driveway. They were just being there wastes of space like rocks <laughs> and i think i remember telling her to mind her own fucking business <laughs> yes. at that point and she was some like do you know like the week after that she moved out of that house oh with these big ass harley dudes like oh. these big brawny ass like harley i could have died yeah okay first of all <laughs> so didn't know that when i ended up getting into it with her. but yeah that's fucking funny. Yeah, though. like, yeah. This was like some 50, 60-year-old decrepit white lady that sounded like, like she 50. needed like Her name was Rochelle, a breathing I tube. Yeah. And was flipping the fuck out because my car graced the presence of the concrete that was outside of her garage. And mind you, still, they were not going anywhere. It just was in that area for me to run into the house and get something and run back out. All hell broke loose. Yeah. So she like swore. She she was like, I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going to beat your ass. So then she came into my fence and I was like, get the fuck out of my yard. (laughs) And she was like, I don't have to. I said, get the fuck out of my yard. So then she was standing in the backyard and I was like, I'm going to tell you one more time to get the fuck out of my yard. So I kicked her out of the yard and kicked her into the fence. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, I like. That's what I'm saying. That's high what, karate that's, kicked her ass. That's like the, the proof right there. Like, 
you're a reactant person. Yeah, like I wasn't gonna mess with her, and her boyfriend was there, and I looked at her boyfriend, was Ron. He's like yeah, he was there, and like, yeah, Ron. He was a Harley guy, and I was like, I told you, I'm not gonna tell her ass again. I was like, take your raggedy ass girlfriend <laughs> and take her into the fucking house now. <laughs> And he took her inside. I mean, nothing else went down. But Jason got between us. Like, Jake yep. got between us. I remember And that. I was like, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to bust her straight in her <laughs> face. Like, I'm not playing with you. Because I took my whole fence, <coughs> my whole gate, and I bashed it into Oh, her. the broken gate? Yeah. Shout out, Gatelyn. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Gatelyn. <laughs> my friend Kate backed into that fence and got the nickname for the rest of her life. Yeah. Gatelyn. Yeah, but I bashed her into the fence like three times. Yeah, I mean, like, literally, like, you guys don't understand, like, I was shaking. I was trying not to cry. I was trying to be a hard ass like my sister. And it was like, I got my face spat in and then fucking had my, like, someone in my vehicle trying to take my keys out because I was touching concrete. Yeah. Very bizarre. Battle on that bitch. Yeah, it was bizarre. But that's kind of my point is, like, that independence factor of like always having to survive on your own and do your own thing mm-hmm. like you become a reactor mm-hmm. which uh, like i will say your reactant outside of the popeye story your reactions have like gotten very chill compared to what they used to be yeah i feel like you're not as hood no i feel like you're more like at peace with like life in it in general i try not to be I don't try not to be. Well, I mean, okay, that's a lie. I try to be chill. I try and, like, give people the benefit of the doubt. But w- once you just, like, if you fucking just tweak and Poke push. Yeah, I'm like, dude, I tried to help you. I tried to warn you. This is your fault now. You need some Lusa. Oh, I just almost said something so inappropriate, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <Mm-mm>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I need Lusa. a slut phase is what I need. Oh my god! <laughs> Never had one. Anyway. <laughs> Never had one. I know. I say it anyway. People think it's funny. People are like, I can't believe she just fucking said that. Yeah. That's why they keep listening. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not. I'm not gonna apologize for that. Yeah. But I. I don't know. I think black sheep really is like a. It's a weird term because you're definitely on the outside of things, but you're almost stronger for being on the outside yeah. of things. Like I would say, survival skills. I'm stronger than Tony. For sure. I would say I agree with that. I don't think that one word can encompass everything. I, I, I just Mm-mm. don't. I think that word is not a one thing. I think if you were to put you and Tony together, you would know how to get by easier. I think Tony has a more settled lifestyle. Mm-hmm. She's better at saving and planning and you know yeah doing those mom family you know like 401k type of shit yeah that's oh god you know that's tony yeah that's not i can't that makes you are better at okay i need to get this done next week what do i gotta do literally my lease is up on friday and i have nowhere to live and i'm gonna figure it out (laughs) yeah that's that's your shit you know how do i get this done by tomorrow i'm gonna make it happen i have to make it happen it's gotta happen let's do it there's no other option exactly that's true i feel like i feel like you are a combination of those two i like you hustle like you make shit happen and you like you have that hustle mentality like i have but like the planning aspect you have it down pat like you got a house when you were 19 because i've done it both yeah 
I mean, you get married at 19. You have to have both. You, I can't even imagine. Yeah. You figure it out because I didn't own my first house at 19. You know, I yeah. was still figuring all that shit out. I mean, you have to do you have to do a little bit of both along the way. I mean, and Jake wasn't settled then either. You know, we were still growing together and figuring shit out mm-hmm. and learning how to get along. How to life. How to life. And then you have a kid. <laughs> like, welcome to the party. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, welcome to the shit show. Yeah. I'm trying to look at this list, everyone, so I can see, like, if there's anything else that I, like, wanted to touch on. So... One thing that you did mention that I am curious about is like raising Kaylee with like that, like how do you think your black sheep mentality will trickle into how you've raised her or like how she will be? I think she'll know how to be independent. Mm -hmm. I think she'll know how to, I hope she'll know how to be independent, but I don't want her to be so independent that she feels alone. Okay. Which is a fine line. Very fine. I'm very alone. Yeah. But I'm also, yeah, like I can attest to that. But I think that her dad and I being together Mm -hmm. has done, exactly, and we talk about that all the time, has done a really good job of making her a pretty well-rounded kid Mm -hmm. so that she feels like she can do a little bit of both. Yeah. Be independent, be confident, but still not have to be alone because she has a really good group of friends and a really good group of people around her that build her up yeah so you know I I think she's gonna have I think she's gonna do just fine yeah I think so too I just uh, like I feel like I take a lot of pride in the word black sheep mm-hmm. like when people are like oh how's your family blah 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 or like I mean like guys that I've dated they're like are you close to your family and I'm like I'm the black sheep but I love that. I'm like, yeah, I'm the wild one. Like, I'm the one that's going to fucking do shit that no one's ever heard of. Like, case in point in what we're doing right now, you know? Like, I'm the one that's going to go out and work five jobs and not sleep for three days because fuck it. Like, that's how my brain works. As opposed to you and Tony, I don't feel like Tony's a black sheep. I definitely feel like you're a black sheep. But your mentalities are still the same of, like, I'm going to start a family. I'm going to get a home. I'm going like those like textbook things of adulting Mm -hmm. literally don't fucking resonate in my brain well i feel like that's the beautiful thing about it you don't have to be just one thing yeah that's true you don't have to just be a black sheep that's true i feel like your black sheepness though was like very different than mine because you talked about like raising your mom pretty much like you guys raise each other Mm -hmm. in a sense but then also like being that like mom figure for your siblings Mm -hmm. because that's how it was for me like because I don't I mean like not guys don't get me wrong I my mom is like a hell of a friend she's just not a good mom to me there's a difference and I but she's a great mom to Tony exactly great mom to Tony great friend to me but not a good mom to me and and if I may say so, I feel like that's how you and your mom are. Like your mom's a good friend to you, but didn't really mom you. Yeah, that's a that's a good a, that's a good statement. Yeah, like it's a friendship type of thing. My mom didn't know how to be a great mom to me when I was growing up. She yeah. was still growing up. Yeah. How can you be a great mom to somebody when you're not an adult yourself? How old was she when she had you? She was nineteen. Okay. So not- which she wasn't super young. She was just super immature. Yeah. So big difference there she was 17 when she married dad yeah 
And just so you guys know, she lied about her age. She did. Dad had no idea until the day they got married. <laughs> because I feel like people are going to hear that and be like, your dad's a weirdo. Your dad's no, a creep. He had no idea. <laughs> he, he had, had no, no idea until, until the day he was they about got to walk down the nope. aisle. He had no and clue. And he had to get like, wasn't it like signed consent? Yes. And he was like, why the fuck are we signing this? They're like, she's 17. Yep. He met she her in a bar. She lied about her age. <laughs> he straight up met her in a bar. He thought he was, she was 21. <laughs> what a fucking shit bag. Yeah. Like That's she, so funny well, now. Yeah. But at the time, like I can just imagine like dad's getting ready to walk down the aisle and he's like what the actual fuck like this is supposed to be a happy moment in your life like the happiest day of your life in essence and then homegirls walking down the aisle and you're like i'm gonna beat her ass like they got married like straight up couple of hippies in a backyard and sundress yeah. and i mean that's how it happened that is wild that, that is should crazy. have told you that shit was a doom from the beginning <laughs> like seriously that should have been your tell all yeah hey ps she's 17 stop it right now sorry everybody go home like we can't do this we're done this not like, gonna work this is gonna be bad happening. but you know i mean they were free spirits so that's true so do you feel like uh do you feel like my mom tried to mom you yeah did it work like was it productive or no i feel like in my younger years when mm. i was a lot younger yeah i mean i feel like she did a good job of trying to be there and be a mom like for me stability wise yeah she tried to be pretty stable for me um she tried to she tried to definitely be there you know when her and dad went through divorce it was rough yeah because i was in rough. third grade yeah it was definitely rough at that age for me um because you would have been a senior right I was pretty close, yeah. Yeah, you were like a junior so. or senior. Yeah, because she, I mean, your own mom really didn't, she didn't know which way was up then. It yeah. was it was crazy, no. crazy. Yeah, so she didn't, she, you know, we. I didn't know where we stood then. It was insane. You know, I'm, I didn't, I wasn't really seeing dad at that time at all, really. Yeah. So it was, it was crazy. Because I feel crazy. like right when you got your license, you were like, just, it kind of escalated your independence. And then you didn't yeah. have the obligation of coming over so often and like, and not to mention, like, in your defense, Tony and I were eight and four. Well. So it's like, okay, cool. I'm 16. I'm going to come hang out at this house with this family that I'm not really, like, quote, unquote, a part of in a way. Mm -hmm. And then that almost like that awkward level of, like, well, she's eight and she's four. This is a family. They fight a fucking lot because my parents, like, fucking went at it. Yeah. 24-7. And then you kind of got roped into babysitting. And it's like, I feel like once you got your license, it was like, oh, all right. I felt the most like a black sheep in the family probably when I was about 14, 15. Okay, why? Because it was at that time, number one, my parents, my mom and your dad mm -hmm. had a visitation schedule that I've never heard of ever again. Really? Never. Well, I still to this day have never heard it? of it. I went to my mom's on Monday, dad's on Tuesday. My mom's on Wednesday, dad's on Thursday, and then every other weekend, I'd go to a different parent's house. What the fuck? You didn't know that? No. That I guess was I just like wasn't schedule. like old enough to pay yeah, attention to it. that was the visitation schedule. I still to this day have never heard of that visitation schedule. Did they come up with that? Probably. With like lawyers and then they yeah, both were that, like, hey, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, Let's they, do that. They signed off on that. So, so it's literally 50-50. Yeah. So imagine being like 14 years old and every other day that you're at a different house while you're also trying to find out who you are and yeah. starting your period and and like dating yeah. and all that stuff because i coach so, 15 year old yeah. girls and like i feel like that's so kind of like at like 14 i and i was going to i was going to school from warren central so i was okay. going to school for my mom so did mom and dad have to drive you yeah so they'd get up on 
Wednesday morning and Friday morning and they'd take me to school. Damn. But at about 14, when I started high school, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. This is too much. Yeah. Every other day is too much. Yeah. And dad took it really hard. And I bet. I mean, he took it so hard that he didn't want to talk to me anymore. Damn. See, I didn't know any of this. Yeah. Yeah. He said, I don't, I don't want to talk to you anymore right now. I don't want to talk to you anymore. So we didn't talk for a while. Yeah. So at that point, I felt like a really black sheep. Yeah. And that was kind of the beginning of kind of a step away for a while. Yeah. Um, well, because his feelings were hurt. And they were hurt. Like, and yeah. Pissed. Of course. Um, so it was kind of like, I felt like I wasn't as much a piece of the family. Mm-hmm. I felt like he had a family. Well, and how I, yeah, how I have always viewed it is like mom and dad had this like typical storybook family, like married two girls, two dogs, like, you know what I'm saying? And then like enter you, who's Mm -hmm. kind of on the outskirts, who just kind of pops in here and there. Obviously, like that's how my, like my brain now, that's how I view it. But I've never like viewed you outside of being like my sister. Right. Um, But I can imagine how hard that would be like while you're figuring out who the fuck you are and then trying to fit into someone's like quote unquote storybook family and it's it's also broken like yeah dad was their marriage and their life was broken your mom's side broken yeah. like it's that's great when did yeah. your mom and your stepdad get married um i was 15 so right around the time when my dad was saying yeah see ya Chris was saying like hey what's up yeah so then that kind of led into like a closeness with having your stepfather okay that yeah wow this all makes sense see this that's the thing is like I was so young that like my brain was just like oh we get to see Jess we get to hang out with Jess yeah and I didn't know any of like backstory of what's happening that makes so much more sense (laughs) yeah wild yeah the visitations were insane because the reason I say that guys is like I remember the first time I heard Jessica call her stepdad dad and I was fucking pissed. Yeah. I was like, that's not her dad. Our dad is her dad. And like now it like is resonating as making sense as why. Because our dad had his feelings hurt and needed to take a step back at the same time as her stepdad entering and being in the family predominantly and taking over that father figure role and he has from day one he's always been a great stepdad to me i I mean honestly i can't i i can't say enough i mean even in the work environment he's been a great stepdad so yeah i mean he he and now he's gone through his own struggles which has made him a moody shit with my mom but yeah you know ever since life humans isn't it weird like as you get older like all the stuff that people were like this is going to be so hard life is going to kick you in the teeth blah 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 it's like this is just normal fucking shit that we all we literally all go through it's just a matter of who can hide it better yeah like i remember when your mom got abby oh yeah and i was like i don't even know this dog yeah like i didn't even know she got that dog right before they divorced when yeah. I was in third grade. Like, I remember showing up one day and I was like, what is this? <laughs> Lady Abington. My yeah. mom is so dramatic. Yeah. Like, I had no idea. I, I like, I, I didn't know. That anything. is weird. Yeah. It's like little nuances like that that you're yeah. like, whoa, I don't really fit into this space anymore. Yeah. It really just kind of, it made me feel like I don't fit. Like, you feel like, like a, a visitor. Yeah. I felt like a puzzle piece that didn't belong in the puzzle. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was never intentional. It was oh, just yeah. that she was trying to make herself more comfortable in her own mm-hmm. space in life. Yeah. But at the same time, I was growing up and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Like, I can't. I can't be in two places at once every every other Which, day. Which, and you're also a stepmom. And Tony yeah. is going to be a stepmom. That's rough. Yeah. You want to talk about a black sheep. Try being a stepmom. That shit's tough. Yeah. It's like you're, like, it just triggered me to think that of, like, your comment of, like, mom doing something to make herself comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then, like, how that trickles down and affects everyone else involved. But it's still the basis of, like, you still have to take care of you. Like even, even when you're a parent, even when you're married, even when this, that, and the other, like a one day one is still you. If you're not taking care of you, how the fuck are you going to take care of anyone else? So like her being a stepmom, mm-hmm. like it's just, it's mesmerizing to me to like, and you didn't, I mean, it's not anything bad, but just like the concept of like, she did something to, to help herself and how it affected you because right. that's your stepmom and you're already like kind of quote unquote an outsider in a yeah. sense. It's just, it's interesting yeah. to me. This is why I'm fucking going to school for psychology. Right. <laughs> like, I love it. And I don't care who you are at some point, if you are a step parent, you will feel like a black sheep. Oh yeah. No matter how good of a step parent you are, no matter how good of a relationship you have with your step kids, at some point in that relationship, you will feel like a black sheep. You will feel like you don't belong. That's awful. Yeah. That's awful. Tony experiences that now. You've been experiencing that for what? 17, 17 years. years. Yeah. Almost 18 total, but weird. Yeah. That is That's so bizarre wild. to me. Yeah. I cannot with that. I never want to be a step parent ever. That's a tough place to be. Ever. You got to have thick ass skin to be a step parent. Oh yeah. I mean, you got to have you got to have leathery ass thick skin to be a step parent. I've gone through chapters with our step mom. And, yeah. like, super close, but now, like, haven't spoken in, like, three years. But, like, yeah, she came into our lives when I was in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. What a terrible time to know me. Like, I literally was a freshman in high school and a shit bag. I mean, in my opinion, any time is a terrible time to know you. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. She doesn't mean it. Probably does, kind of. A I'm a shit bag sometimes. I'm a dramatic shit You bag. are a dramatic. Yeah, sure. but I entertain everyone. Yeah. You hate that you love me. That's the thing. That's how a lot of people feel. They're like, I hate that I fucking like this girl and I keep coming back. Yeah. I'm like, it's fine. You're like herpes. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking funny. I'm not even cutting that out. I'm oh, keeping that because that's funny. Shit. God, now I'm sure it's going to be on Twitter. Someone's going to be like, herpes queen, queeno chino, herpes. Nice. Just so everyone knows, I don't have herpes. She's just saying I'm like herpes, that I'm there. I always come back. (laughs) Asshole. I I I can't breathe with that. So, in conclusion, being a black sheep is not a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. It creates thing. independence. It's how you handle it, just like everything else in life, like how you handle that independence. Because the, the a few of the things we wrote down was like no apologies, distant with our parents, independent, rude, secluded, and like the role you have in your family. So it's definitely like, I feel like there are things um, in the sense of like 
I feel like you and I can both attest to the fact that when shit goes astray in our life, even when we have asked for help, people are like, uh, you'll be fine. You'll figure it out because we always have, you know what I'm saying? Like you have that pressure on your shoulders as the black sheep of you, since you do always figure it out, people don't really take you seriously when you ask for help or they think you're gonna figure it out. Yeah. And I think you could interchange the word black sheep with almost any one of these words. Uh, Yeah, that's true. For sure. Like you could interchange the word black sheep with independent. Yeah. With different. Yeah. With, you know, with any one of those words. Yeah. I agree with that. That's why I don't necessarily look at it as a negative connotation. Like if you want to call me independent and you use the word black sheep and I will use the word independent, go ahead. Yeah. Well, for any of you out there that are feeling like a black sheep or you resonate as being a black sheep after listening to this, like, please just be mindful that it's it's literally how you carry yourself. It's how you handle yourself. It is how you identify with it. Like, it's not a bad thing. Any absolutely anything and everything in life can be seen from a negative and a positive sense. But like you have to take pride in these titles like people take pride in things of being called a mom. People take pride in being called a a sibling or the CEO or a manager. Like, why do we not take pride in a title of black sheep? Um, And it's it's not a bad thing. No, I don't think think it is. I enjoy it. I know you I like laugh it. and I'm yeah. like I'm the black sheep <laughs> I think you can take a positive connotation from it I'm oh, for totally sure. okay with it for sure I agree yeah well I think that wraps it up uh do you you have social media do you want people to follow your Instagram or no I never get on okay my then we're not gonna tell you guys what it is <laughs> it's called don't follow my shit <laughs> Because other people come on there and they're like, find me at, find me at, which some people uh, in their defense, it's a businesses. And so it's like, it makes sense, but you don't have a business page and I don't want y'all fucking creepers out there all up on my sister's shit. So never I'm mind. I'm Darth Vader, bitch. That's my Joan. Yeah, that's true. Um, but remind everyone again, uh, insurance wise. Yeah. AG insurance, A-G-E-E insurance on East 38th street. Do you, what's the phone number if they want to quote? It's actually 317-546-2433. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Basically what she does is she will find you the cheapest rate from a multitude of companies. She's, uh, running this insurance agency as agency as an insurance broker. Um, so if you guys need a quote, feel free to reach out to her. I've literally literally the only insurance agent I've ever had since i was 16 years old and i'm about to be 28 so yeah if i can help you i can help anybody <laughs> that's so true that's what i was about to say yeah. if i can still carry insurance anyone can <laughs> very true <laughs> oh my god all right well thanks for listening everyone if you have any questions any comments um as always feel free to put them in the comments on itunes uh be sure to subscribe and to rate the podcast um, make sure to follow all the Instagrams, Chino's Best, C-H-E-E-K-N-O-W-S-B-E-S-T. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you to Any Fitness Magazine. And thanks, Jess, for being here. Appreciate you. You're welcome. You are welcome. Okay, Yvonne. Yvonne Chalet, the back of your head is ridiculous. My hoops be swinging. <laughs> always. Okay, bye, guys. Thank you guys for listening to Chino's Best. Be sure to check out the Instagram and Twitter pages at C-H-E-E 
K-N-O-W-S-B-E-S-T and follow each week for new topics. Click the link in either bio and be sure to subscribe to the podcast and the blog. Special thanks to sponsors involved. And remember, you're not alone. I'll prove it.